Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Spider-Man Daryl. <laughs> I'm looking at a Spider-Man pop shirt okay. like with one of the Spider-Man black lights that uh, Jess put in a oh. picture frame. Cool. It's pretty pretty freaking sweet. Very cool. Um, So this is episode 300. We made it, y'all. 300 episodes. Six years. Celebrating Infamous. It's crazy. Yeah, that, it's like when you told me that a few, well, probably a few months ago when you were talking about when it was when you founded this. Yeah, I, was, I had to do a double take in the sense of, and, and of course, those that listen know I haven't been there this that whole time. I've been in the background, circling around, you know, like a like a shark waiting for the chum to come out of the water. Or I, I thought you were going to say like the puppet master just controlling the show from the shadows. <laughs> no, but I mean, you've been on. You you were before yeah. you were the 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 permanent co-host. You were you you did you guested for at least three episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, three or four at least. And you know, it's it's one of those things that. When when it was when it was time to to switch co-hosts again, you were the natural choice. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I actually I talked I was talking to Brian uh, earlier this week, and um, he was like, "Hey, you you're at fretboard." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I was like, "I posted about it for over a month, <laughs> so I didn't realize I needed to reach out to everybody I knew." Um, but no, I mean, it, it's uh, it. It's been it's been a ton of fun. It's been super exciting. I mean, this is obviously the last episode. Um of the well, show. The bang. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um but it's uh, like uh like Bernie was it Bernie what's the comedian's name? He was in that the movie Mr. Three Thousand. Oh Bernie um Bernie Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Yeah. The Bernie Mac show is low key one of the most underrated sitcoms of all time. Dude, he was he was so freaking funny. Yeah, he was he was a funny dude, but uh, but no, I mean it, it, it's like I don't know. Here's the one thing is right now, like so we're coming off of episode two ninety nine, which was live at Fretboard, which you haven't listened to yet. Please go listen to it uh, after you're done listening to this. But it's weird to be alone in a room recording again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we we just did one, but uh update they want us to come back which is exciting probably around november so um that'll give us time to plan more shenanigans we'll be gone till november (laughs) we've done that before uh we took september to december off uh when i when i hurt my hip so uh but no it's um it's been a crazy fun ride uh you know when we were recording last week at fretboard before recording and, and talking to people and, and a lot of people were like, Hey, I, I like, you know, I'm here because so-and-so told me about the show and uh, I've been binging it. And I listened to, I started from the beginning. I'm like, Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because the content's not good. It's because the audio quality is so bad. I, I think I told you, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I actually went back recently, like probably four weeks ago and just started like I was on the website and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to the first episode. I made it like five minutes in, and the quality of the sound was driving me so crazy. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I don't understand how anybody listened to this. Yeah, and, and I've seen a lot of yeah. You know, we we both follow just various content creators on YouTube and other spaces. And if you go back, even with them, and it's it's the same thing, especially the ones that have been around for a while. 
and they'll say it like because there's been some that have watched their own like this is cringe this is one of my first youtube videos that i ever posted and they'll watch it with the, you know and put it make a video about them watching it so yeah. i mean on the yeah. first on the first episode we were still we were still thinking we were going to call it going geek news based off of my blog right which that that lasted an episode and, and we we kind of like said it in unison this is going geek news. it was it was ridiculous and stupid and like you said cringe um yet i refused to take it down so well, i don't know i mean i think it should be there i mean like warts and all it should be there um oh absolutely too, like too, yeah too much now people try to you know wipe the board of certain things mm-hmm. uh whether it be serious or you know just something like hey i did something in the past and i'm so much better at it now because i have better sound quality i oh, have yeah. better experience all I, yeah, that stuff. I mean, there's I have better planning. I I have better sources. I have a better co-host. You know, um, like you've really added to the show. I mean, er- everyone who I talk to has said so, and you know, you you've helped me be excited, not just excited about it, but like really like into make the podcast fun it, again. Yeah, like make make podcasting fun again you definitely did that because it was was, you know with with, with the other guy it was kind of a chore at the end because we weren't getting along um and you know this is not the place to air that and whatever and and i wish him luck and and whatever he does in life i wish you good fortune in the wars to come yeah right so uh but at at the at the end of the day right it's it's the, the, the whole point of the Infus podcast when it started with Brian and I was to make all of this stuff accessible to people, to, to make it where you could listen to what we're talking about and not feel like we're talking down to you and not feel like it's not okay to be a normie. Mm-hmm. We got away because... from that. Before you started, like we really got away from that for a, for a couple years and, you know, it, it's funny, like, kind of going back and looking through things. Like, at one point, we were a Walking Dead fan show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we really were. I mean, yeah. we were talking about it every single week, not just why the show was on. So Yeah, I remember, I remember some of those days. Yeah, and, like, I mean, that and, was okay, but, like, I was hate-watching Walking Dead at that point. And, you know, it's like, well, we could keep doing this and... and you know, have listeners and just be miserable about it and quit eventually, or, you know, get, get deeper, go back deeper into like lore and, and things like that. And then now with you, we're we're back, we're, we're finally back into comics and, you know, I'm loving it. I, I, I went, (laughs) I've unfortunately not been going to the comic book store every week because of just a time constraint right now, but I've been trying to go every like three weeks. And so I went, to Thursday on the uh, the twenty second of July, <laughs> and my 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 poll was like three hundred and forty dollars, or not three hundred. It was like one hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> so, man, I thought you would, well, well because got, you haven't been in a while. Well, yeah. I hadn't been in a while, but I also had got the kid. Um, I I had ordered her the first uh, four trades of Deadly Class because she watched the show and she liked it. And okay. then on top of that, I had some Avatar pins come in. Um, okay. But, I mean, I still had, like, 22 books, which is actually way down, like, you know, because I stopped I stopped buying books from writers that I don't like. Actually, not just writers, just from creators who 
who are uh, who are not interested in in the characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but after we recorded, I, I did have a couple of people come up to me and be like, "Hey." I really like that. I, I'm a bigger nerd than I thought I was because I understood what you guys were talking about. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what we try to do. We try and make you feel bad about yourself and, you know, maybe give yourself a wedgie. <laughs> so they did a cap. I understood that reference. Exactly. So, yeah. So, that, yeah. I mean, the one guy went home and bullied himself. I know he did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And to your point about talking to normies, look, everybody is a normie in and, some yeah, some. Like, property everyone when when we say normie we're not being mean about it necessarily it's just for lack of a better like i don't want to call people civilians you know (laughs) yeah that's a little bit too stuck up right there yeah it's like i'm kind of in my own butt region now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so normie basically is someone who watches again before the show we were talking about game of thrones and game of thrones got its popularity not from people that love the books because, again, I was one of those that read the books before the show. Yeah, Loved I was not, books. but I caught up real quick. <laughs> yeah, but Game of Thrones would not have been. And this is what sometimes people that love these properties, whether it be comics, whether it books, what have you, they get so focused on these weren't made for the fans. And to a point, or to a, I won't even say to a point, for the most part, I agree with that. Uh, and when things fail and they're not made for the fans... But people like that, we also have to see that studios have to pull other people in. And there are certain changes. Now, granted, most of the changes they make are unnecessary. But there are certain changes that probably do need to be made in certain properties to make it more appealing to fans. Like I'm okay that, like with over yeah. oversimplification of things that are, are complicated right. in the comics. But I mean, we were just talking since 2008. They got like like Marvel, for example, got a lot of things right. Yes, um, more they got more right than they got wrong. Let's put it that way right. by um by a large margin. We're talking like you know eighty twenty rule there, like right to wrong. Um, and <laughs> it just seems like they're getting a lot of stuff wrong now for whatever reason. And you know we we were and we'll, we'll talk about He Man when I get back from vacation. Um, because I, I yes. need to, I need we're to both going to have thoughts. I need to go through it again. Um, I think you have to take vacation after watching that. That's what you, that's why you're going on vacation. I, I mean, honestly, that's part of it. Cause I, I'm like, you know, I kind of binged <laughs> through it while I was working today. I mean, it's only five, five 24 minute episodes, which means the runtime of actual cartoon is probably 18 I think- to 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like 20, well, because so, with the intro, and then yeah, it's like three minutes of credits. At least three minutes of credits. Um, So anyway, but I, you know, the the nicest thing I can say about it is that, and this is a, you know, not a bad thing, but the animation is, is fantastic. Yeah, that's and, not always the case with shows. No, either, it's so really that not. Is, um, but that's kind of where the niceness ends. Um. I don't know. I, I have, I, it's I have, just, yeah, yeah. I, and I told you, I have, at this point, I haven't finished it, but I have mm-hmm. frustrations. I have more frustrations with things where you see the potential, yeah, and not just because it's a property like He Man, but when even when you see an original thing and you see the potential, and you're just wondering, what the hell were you thinking, going away from these little nuggets of goodness and then to your own direction. Yeah. And and again with with this Masters of the Universe it's more than just the execution. It's some of the stuff that 
you know, the crew, the, uh, the writer and executive producer, Kevin Smith did on the outside that really turned yeah, a lot of fans with, off. with the way he promoted the show yeah, and call, I think. and basically calling people out, calling them liars when this show proved that they weren't. So yeah. he well, looks very, very bad. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, I, I like clownfish TV as a, like, I don't use clownfish TV as a resource for our show often. Um, mm-hmm. You know, though, honestly, like they're right more often than they're wrong. And, you know, the the thing with with Clownfish is is they're former insiders who are now are on the outside. And so they're always going to have that bias um, of not being part of the access group anymore. But that being said, it doesn't mean that they don't still have like allies and sources. And, and, you know, I feel like they're, they're mostly unbiased. Like we both love Ryan, uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Kennel's RK outpost, um, or Kennel. I forget how you say it, but, uh, I think it's Kennel. Kennel. Yeah. He's super biased. Right. But I have oh, to yeah. take that. I have to take that in, but I find that entertaining. That's the beauty yeah, and- of it. And again, this is the thing. Everybody has their biases, and so especially when you're talking pro- about this geek geekdom, we okay. all have our biases. Yeah. It's just, can you rise above it and say, because there are things that I don't like, I'm biased against, and I can mm-hmm. say, you know what, I didn't like that, but I can see why people liked it, or yep. I love this, yeah, but I can see why people don't like it. So, yeah. So, no, no, I get you it. Know, I lo- like, for example, I love The Witcher, the, the TV show. Yeah. Again, partially because of the books, partially because of the game Henry Cavill's in it all of that stuff I I really love the show despite its flaws Jess doesn't she said I don't think I like this yeah and you know what I can see why I can see why people like her or other people don't like the show uh it it can be very confusing Mm -hmm. so that's the thing I'm not one of those that it's like okay if you don't like this you are stupid well, there are certain things I would say that about, but I mean, like, <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I'm not, you yeah. know. Did you bring your your uh, latex simp, super simp suit for Henry Cavill to Jess's <laughs> while, you're, while you're staying there? It's um, it's funny. It's funny you say that because while, while I'm watching it again with her, yeah. Even though she's not, you know, we're talking we're talking about it, you know, so I can clear stuff up in right. here and there. But I am seeing more of the flaws. Yeah. And I think again, it's been over a year since I watched it yep. the last time. So I, I, I thought, can see I the thought you were going to say, "Why we're watching it?" She looks over and says, "Do you need a minute alone? <laughs> Just you and Henry." <laughs> no, we'd be buds. We'd be yeah. best. Friends. Oh hell yeah, we'd be best of so, friends, bestest, the besties of the bestesses. Um, yeah, I I think I think that's like the beauty of it, right? I, I try, like, I definitely have my biases. I really do, and you know. My my biases are are mostly rooted around storytelling, and and the la- or the lack thereof. Um, but I also do get, <laughs> I get upset when when they they take something like like a period piece, right? And they're mm-hmm. like they're like, oh well, let's just add like random people in here who were not like in that region, <laughs> you know? Like I'm shocked that Vikings on history didn't have more black Vikings. I am very glad they did. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it was on the History Channel, so like, hopefully they were going to do. It. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a dramatization. Um, I always thought that was like, um, like, remember Deadliest Warrior on Spike TV? 
Yes. So when I Vikings, used to love that show. When Vikings first came out, I thought that's what it was, that they were just going to be like deadliest warring. Well, I don't even know how to say that. Uh, words are hard. Um, that's what Vikings was, is they were just going to show like historic things and be like, this is how they made an axe. This is how they made a, a canoe. And this is how they made their sailing ships and farmed. And this is how they raped and pillaged. Um, but, you know, and that's not what it was at all. And it, it took me a while to watch that. Um, I actually thought a good episode would be to, to look back over the last seven years and all the things that have like started and like been canceled that we like. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, that would be like a 40 episode miniseries. Yeah. I was about to say that the list is long so, and distinguished. But I mean, we could like, we could start with like the, the movies or not movies, uh, TV, TV series that we liked that had two seasons or less. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that's a pretty pretty easy easy list of you know maybe ten or fifteen shows, um, and to be honest, they're mostly all Netflix shows that were back before Netflix lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, um, I'll tell you one show that won't be on that list: Supernatural. <laughs> no, it didn't get canceled. It just you know, I mean, it it was it ended before we started, that's, that's good, and yeah. then you know it had a, it had that cool retrospective. <laughs> Did you see the looks of confusion on people at fretboard when 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 you when yeah. we did that? That was really funny. Like like three people in the room got what I was getting, what I was it, saying. Yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot of uh, um, Brian. It went on for like forty seven thousand episodes or uh, seasons. I know. <laughs> it's called denial. Um, but no, it's like. But just kind of get back to it. Like this has been fun. Um, I'm kind of glad that fretboard wasn't the 300th episode because i kind of wanted to look back and talk about it a bit um but i definitely after doing that i don't know about you i didn't sleep at all on monday night because i was so like amped up yeah i i'm trying to think yeah i was i did i didn't go to bed right away either so i mean i hung out like probably another 40 minutes after you left Oh, okay. So, but I mean, like, I wasn't drinking or anything. It was just hanging out with with everybody and 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 chatting and having a good time. But I mean, to 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 see the number of people that because you know when we started it was happy hour. So like you know there were a lot of people there, and I made a joke at the end that there were four hundred people in there, and there there were there were when we were finished there were probably close to thirty five people. But when we started, there were over a hundred. And it's not like yeah. those people were like, oh, let's leave. I mean, I don't know how much you kind of were looking out at everybody. But I mean, like the people who were there just to drink and, and happened to be on Monday night and a podcast was there, like they were enjoying it and you could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would catch people sometimes yeah. checking us out. Yeah. Which is oh, why, they invited us, talking about? why they invited us back. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, definitely listen to that episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I, I think like thinking back to six years, right? 300 episodes. There's, there's a bunch of highlights. Um, like my favorite episode that we've recorded so far is uh, me remaking the DC universe. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that uh, one or listen to that one. Yeah, again. it's around, it's around like the 180s. I gotta, I'll, I have to remember. Actually, you know what? I'm at my computer, and I could probably look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do that on those things. Uh, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, that was that was like a great one because I actually like w- sat around with my notebook for uh, for like two and a half weeks just walking around. Oh, rebuilding DC Entertainment is 151. 
Um, I highly recommend starting at episode 151. Um, Making a note of that now. Yeah. Episode 96 with uh, talking with Jay Torres the second time uh, when my daughter Haley is uh, is on the show to uh, to interview him because she his comic, The Mighty Zodiac, was the very first comic that she ever picked at the comics bookstore like herself. That wasn't like a kid's comic, right? That was off the main the main wall. And uh you know, it, it it was it was great. And Jay is uh Jay's fantastic. You know, he's a Filipino Canadian comic book writer who, you know, he he did Teen Titans Go. He's been uh Eisner nominated. Um he's written like for Yo Gabba Gabba. He wrote Wally, he wrote for Wonder Woman for a few issues. And he wrote some X-Men. Yeah, I mean, I, like, the guy was great. I would have him back at any time. Uh, when we talked to Brandon Montclair for uh, um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, before that came out, like, that was great. And uh, that was uh, that was actually a bonus episode. So if you just go to the episode. That was from December 8th, 2015. So that was in the first year. Oh, I was about to say that's yeah. That was one of the early on the early, on the first yeah. floor, and and the whole reason that episode happened was because I had written a blog post about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur coming out, tweeted about it, and he messaged me. He's like, "Hey, I didn't see where you posted your podcast about this," and I was like, "Oh no, that was just a blog post. Um, do you want to come on and talk about it?" And he did, and it was great, and it was it was one of those things where. Uh, let me see. It was about an hour, and you know, there's a point where he starts ripping on DC Comics because of the the experience he had there. But I mean, he's a prolific, pl- prolific. Uh, you know, he he's a great writer, and you know, he's written some really cool stuff. And yeah, he he wrote the Fearsome Four from Fear Itself. I don't know. Did you were you did you read the Fear Itself miniseries? I did not. Or uh, not miniseries, event series. No. Okay. It was it was really good. Well, not really good. I really liked it. It was like there's a lot of people who didn't like it, but <laughs> I liked it. Um But yeah, it's it's like I said, it's one of those things where uh it, it's just cool that he uh that you know, he reached out and did that. And like talking to some people like that, like talking to like uh Miguel Guerrero, who's a um, you know, a comic book artist and writer from from France who does the uh Oh shoot! The Earth, uh, Earth Dream, or whatever it's called, anthologies where he gets a bunch of people together. Like that was that was a amazing like podcast with him in in the first year. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's just kind of been growing and become its own thing. We're very conversational now, whereas before we were we weren't scripted, but at the same time we were like, all right, yeah, let's just. Uh, go with the flow you know we, we do far less random cast now because we are we're much better at planning uh mm-hmm. we've stopped doing <laughs> episodes that were based around things that you should be looking at <laughs> so that's that's always a bonus <laughs> but yeah so anyway no i and honestly i just want to say thanks for like you said making podcasting fun again yeah and bringing it to the masses Again, as we said, there are some of the people that we listen to that have a more, I don't want to say militant, but a stricter... Militant is 100%, right? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Militant perspective on things, and it's not. 
So my cat just walked into the room and say hi, Cooper. Say hi to everybody. Meow. He's just looking at me like, okay, uh, what are they going to do? He's like, you named me after Cooper Manning. I'm not happy about this. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And that's what I try not to. I I like how we, like with the fretboard, again, definitely watch that because, or listen to that because. As you said, when you when we started off, you, one of the things you said is that you know we we've been digging on you know Hollywood and comics and this and that. It seems like a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot lately. And again, we're just being honest, right? With that being said, talking about some of the stuff that we love, I think that because I I do know negativity tends to sell when you, when you're ripping on stuff, it tends to you know get ears. But you know what? also does is that hey this thing is fantastic this mm-hmm. is why i love this this is why i love star wars this mm-hmm. is why i love comics this is why i fell in love with comics so right getting back to a little bit more of that or continuing on mm-hmm. i should say because there are things that we love superman yeah. and lois for yes. example absolutely love it and you know there are you know, things like the witcher coming back things like oh, i cannot wait for Cobra Kai mm-hmm. coming that stuff like that we're we're gonna be gushing about those yeah I'm I mean excited maybe not for, The Witcher but definitely Cobra Kai I'm excited for Dune and I hopefully we'll we'll be gushing about that and you know mm-hmm. um, it's you know it's just one of those things that it's uh, because look the, we've there's been stuff we've talked about where like off air we said you know what we probably shouldn't talk about that because we're just gonna just get we're just gonna rip it to shreds. Yeah. So I mean, that's how we let's, open let's the find something episode. Else. Let's like, hey, we've been talking, yeah. we've been we've been kind of down on on the state of pop culture. So we're gonna be really and we were really positive. We talked about things that we that we legitimately love, and right. uh, and yeah. So there there's no reason not to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll probably uh, maybe in September sometime when you get a chance to play it, talk a little bit about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I mean, I love. For sushi. example, <laughs> oh, all I just oh. have to say is, Su- "Open the gate, Sushima. Open the gate, <laughs> open the gate." Is that is that from the Yo, game? Yeah, it's it's one of those scenes. It's like, holy shit, that nice. was awesome. Okay, so. cool. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, so anybody who's been on the show, anybody who's listened to the show, anybody who is. Uh, who's been a fan of our special brand of nonsense over the years. I just want to say thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to have 300 more episodes at some point, you know, like mm-hmm. concurrently. And, you know, this is, this is one of those things where we, I, I feel like you and I are just hitting our stride and, you know, it's, it's only gonna, it's only going to get better. And, Yes, the sky is the limit. I wouldn't go or that really, far, but <laughs> or, or or you know the internet connections are the limit. Yeah, there so. you go. The internet connections are the limit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we've been through three logos. You know, for, well, wait, four logos. Um, I really like our current logo. I've logos, been... not locos, people, yeah. not the drink. No, no, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've got we've got two shops now online. Um, you can get some bespoke uh infamous podcast gear from flying pork apparel or you can check out our our infamous podcast threadless shop um links are both uh on the website 
and you know we've got some really cool shirts I, I actually on the threadless one I made a, a den uh, nerd den studio which is where we normally record from where where I am all by myself right now um which with a, a logo that that Matt Mitchell made for us and you know it's it's great um we had the guys we've had the guys from Roma collectibles on a whole bunch uh his wife Mary mercenary and Jill Colton the uh the guys from what's uh what's on Joe mind or as I prefer to call it what Joe talking about um, <laughs> uh the GI Joe podcast which I definitely am gonna reach out to Mike um to see if he wants to come on and, and talk a little uh you know snake eyes because I have a feeling that they're gonna be apologist for it in a good way you know not that's not saying that's a bad thing um so yeah it's it's just now I'm gonna have to things. listen to that I'm really curious to see a GI Joe podcast with well, I mean, they're that. they're good. They they are great. If you guys, if if there's one, if well, here's the thing: listen to our podcast every week. Uh, what's on Joe Mind? Beers and beards. Um, you know, to kind of get the other side of some of the things we talk about. The uh, everything is permitted with Julian, who's been on. Thanks for coming on and having me on your show. Um, you know, these are these are the type of things to uh, that that you know we like to listen to as well and and talk about. I think try and avoid like, not avoid, but like, you know, anything that comes out from Marvel, for example, like this week in Marvel, for years we had superior sound and content to them, hands down. And the only reason they have more listeners than us is because it was put out by Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. And that's not me like with Sour Grapes or anything like that, because like we are a top 5% podcast in the world. We're in the top 200 ranked for television in on all of iTunes, you know, so Thank you all for putting us there. <laughs> so yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So this is the three hundredth episode, Daryl. There's only there's only one way to celebrate the three hundredth episode. As a man or not at all? Um, yes. And Daryl, if you come back, come back with your shield or on it. Give them nothing and take from them everything. Yes. But we're going to be civil while we do it because we're going to talk about 300 right now. <laughs> so I had wanted to just talk about 300, but I was like, you know what? That's the that's too big of a troll. But no, like seriously, like 300th episode, why not? Uh, 300 came out in two, 2007, uh, which was eight years before this podcast started. So yeah. why not like do a little, a little throwback. Um, you know, I mean, it came out in what, February of, uh, of March. No, February 14th. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. In Berlin, it opened on Valentine's day in March of March 9th of 2007 is when it opened in the United States. It had that big of a jump in Berlin, a jump start, I should say. Uh, it was a film festival. It was at the oh, okay. Berlin okay. international film festival. Um, okay. So, <laughs> we've talked a lot about Zack Snyder <laughs> on this podcast, um, especially lately. Yeah, this I'm is, a sorry, go ahead. Sort of Zack Snyder fanboy. I, I would say you're a Zack Snyder stan. Stan. I'm not a stan. Yeah, you're a Zack Snyder stan. Sucker Punch. I I, I can rip Sucker Punch, so I'm not a stan. But okay, maybe I don't understand what a stan is because a stan just won't rip anything. 
I don't know. I actually don't know what a stand is so, either. I mean, I you know, I just thought a stand was someone who was like super passionate about this stuff, but. I don't know. Maybe you are. You know, you're just a fanboy because fanboys can rip things. So, well, some fanboys. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I don't like other nerds because they uh, they won't change their minds. <laughs> it's yeah. as so, bad. So no- it's 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 bad. It's as bad, or if not worse, than politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, no. I mean, like, this is my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Yes, Without absolutely. Doubt. Oh, absolutely, and and and, and again, I, you're talking to someone who absolutely loves Man of Steel. Yeah, and 300. It's one of those movies I can, if when I used to have cable and I would turn, I would just you know go through the channels. Oh, 300's on, even though it's on cable, I'd probably watch 25 minutes of it <laughs> and then just throw in my copy. Right, dude, I do that with movies all the time. Well, I used to. Um, when I'm at my like father-in-law's house, if they're watching something, I'll take the remote and like pull up like Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever and just put it on there because I can't deal with commercials. I'm I, the captain now. <laughs> I will pay whatever price to not watch commercials. Yes, you will. <laughs> like I literally throw away ten dollars a month on YouTube Premium. I mean, I watch a ton of YouTube, but like so it's worth it just to not watch commercials and to be able to close the 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 phone while I'm working out. So see, that's the one thing I would do that for is being able to close the phone. Yeah, but uh, I did it for Cobra Kai, and then I never got rid of it because I was like, "This is an amazing experience." But, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, three hundred one is is I like to say RoboCop two was the last good thing that Frank Miller did. Um, I think three hundred might might be the last good thing that Frank Miller did. <laughs> Uh, but it, this is definitely Gerard. This is Gerard Butler's best work, um, by far as well. Uh, this introduced us really, really introduced the world to Michael Fassbender. Uh, yes, it did. Um, you know, Dominic West, Lena Headey. I, I mean, the cat, the cast in this is, is really, really good. Um, you had, a. Uh, What's his name? Andrew Plevin, uh, who is he's been in something recently. He was just casted. He's an English English actor. What was he just cast in? Um, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, was it uh, David? Uh, what is it? Hold on. Which one? Uh, David David Wyndham. Oh yeah, who played uh, Deal? Uh, Dilios, the narrator, who Dilios, was um, yeah. who was um, Sean Bean's little brother in Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, Eric, not uh, I'm. Oh man, I am I am having brain farts all over. Rodrigo the Santoro was in yes, it. Uh, yes, the much maligned Ron. He was Faramir in in Two Towers and Return of the King. Uh, he was also in Van Helsing. Yeah, um, which is kind of underrated. But no, he's great. He's Ooh. he's the like being the narrator um for 300 is is great because he's got that voice. So Yeah, that was my cat. And uh, and cuz he's like and my king died and my yeah. brother died. died. <laughs> yeah. But fret not because there are 10,000 <laughs> just the way he does it. I'm going to have to find I, so I I spent like a good chunk of last night trying to figure out how to rip 
my uh, or break the uh, what is it the, the the digital rights on my uh, my version of this from iTunes <laughs> so I could <laughs> cut it up for audio. Um, where it's like you know I should probably just go look online and see if I can download stuff like from like audio from websites, but I wanted some specific things. So, uh, oh, holy crap! Did you know Eli Snyder is the young Leonidas, the seven and eight year old Leonidas? I think I read that somewhere, yeah, but now that's one of Zack Snyder's is, that's progeny. Cool. That's cool. That's like Jet Lucas being the uh, the 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 Jedi who had the la- or the Padawan who had the last stand to get Bail Organa out of the temple. <laughs> oh, that was okay. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean. This is this is this is an example of a movie that really respected the comic book, that followed like followed it almost like they added some stuff and they took some stuff out out obviously mm-hmm. because like three hundred the comic is not all gold, but I mean they they did the high points of that comic shot for shot from the I was about to say comic. yeah yes absolutely and and that's great that's what they should do yeah and. I'm one of those nerds in the sense of I used to watch the History Channel when it was the History Channel. Mm-hmm. When we had, oh yeah, let's let's this five part special on on the rise and fall of Rome, or you know, samurais in you know ancient Japan, or in this case, you know, the rise and fall of the Greek nation states yeah. and how Greek Greece became what it was. And I absolutely like even before this movie came out, I was a whole I was a fan of just that type of ancient. You know, ancient and medieval history. Yep. And I, you know, I've had books on Sparta, and well, not just Sparta, but I there's I, there's a book I had uh, called "Who Was Who Were the Spartans," and you would well not be surprised, but there is a lot of stuff that happens in that in 300 mm-hmm. that is taken from history well, in the sense of yeah, I mean, some of the stuff like the Agogi and it's the battle. Well, I mean, there's that, but also the Battle of Thermopylae is a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, this dramatized it quite a bit. Um, oh, absolutely. yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it's um, it's funny because Michael Mann was planning to do, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Gianni Nuari, uh, Nunari, sorry, uh, was planning to do a film about the Battle of Thermopylae, and then Michael Mann had planned to film uh, the battle based on the book Gates of Fire, um, but. 300 was so impressive. I like neither of those two movies ever came out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that this is, again, this is one of those movies I used to watch as a kid, the 300 Spartans. It was from 1962 starred, uh, Richard Egan, Ralph Richardson, Diana Baker. So it told the same story just in a different way. Sure. It even had, you know, it even had the, you know, the mention of the immortals and, you know, fighting the immortals and all that. And so that was one of those fun. I, I think I have that still on DVD somewhere, but 300 itself, the, again, one of the things we always talk about with Zack Snyder is the fact that he is, and you said, you said this a lot, Zack Snyder should just be a director of photography. 100% man. The guy has, because, a, he's got an eye, man. He, he can make like, you know, his color palette's a little muddy. Not gonna, not gonna get into that too much, because like you know everybody knows that. But that man using green screen and some practical sets can create a beautiful, beautiful like scene on a movie. 
But when you give him like real life stuff, like if you like, you know, the, uh, what was it? The, the Las Vegas one with Batista army of the dead, army of the dead, that movie, like, even though like, it's got a bunch of weird, like, um, focus issues, like purposely focus issues. Like that movie's still like really good looking. It's yeah. better looking than it ever should have been. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, it, it almost takes away from it. Like it should have it should not have looked as nice. Like throw throw some like VHS wavy lines in there <laughs> to, to kind of <laughs> to to ugly it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, and there's a hyper realism to 300 and not just for the backdrop and settings, but for the the torture camp the actors went mm-hmm. through to get in shape for this. I yeah. mean, yeah. He's, um, I, you know, that, that was one of those things. One of the first things I used to watch on YouTube when this sh- movie came out is all the stuff about them this, going training, never doing the same yep. workout, this, uh, you know, never doing the same workout twice. Yep. It, it this was and uh, Spartacus, like watching those guys works at workouts. Um, but Zack yeah. Snyder even got in on it. Like, it's not like he just had his, his, cast and and stunt people getting like jacked with like 14 packs and uh you know (laughs) being all vascular and muscly like he got in on it and you know he he did it too so yeah it was it's you got to respect that yeah and i just again this is my Zack snyder fandom coming out i just love listening to him talk about movies and you know and just his enthusiasm for it there are times he just he really sounds like a just a kid mm-hmm. and 300 well the movie's not for kids let's let's no, put that out there no no, no, <laughs> no like when i said hyper real hyper real including includes the blood spatter or the blood spray or puddles whatever you want to call it yeah extreme it's an ultra violent movie yep that yes this again, is this it, is definitely an ultra violent mode <laughs> for like for anybody <laughs> like uh but i mean like this is what what the look and feel of this is what gave um steven s tonight the look and feel for spartacus because it had the same like yes. blood splatter oh absolutely like that and like yeah. everybody was was ripped i mean it was a tv budget so they only had 12 packs instead of 14 packs but still <laughs> i mean it was it was great uh yeah and think about this this movie 2007 right so i mean we're 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 talking you know almost like almost 20 years ago at this point in a few years um 60 million dollar budget (laughs) yeah like this movie today comes out and i'm not even talking about with like inflated prices and not even current inflation prices just general inflation for that long i mean this movie coming out today is still probably like a 70 million dollar movie yeah, you know it, it's not it's not like they did anything that's gonna like add to it, and it made four hundred and almost four hundred and sixty million dollars at the box office, and it's rated R, hard R. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, today this movie comes out, and it's you know, people are complaining about an English guy playing Leonidas, and you know that sort of thing, but. <laughs> Um, but I mean, this movie today, I mean, with inflation and, and things like that, it's probably closer to a six hundred, six hundred and fifty million dollar movie, like easy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and because one of the of, other like, things, movies like Deadpool, like breaking down that barrier for rated R movies to for people to go see them and, and feel good about mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, and again, it it's it wasn't a rated R movie that was a 
serious take. And when I say serious take, I mean trying to get everything correct from a prop standpoint, like say a gladiator, or which you know, came out in 2000. Right. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. No, yeah, gladiator those was are 99. It won the Oscar in 2000, I believe. Yeah. Or was it two? Yeah. It, yeah. It's been 20 years plus years for gladiator. So, Oh, you're right. It was it, 2000. It was, My bad. It was 2000. Okay. So there was a different feel and, but this movie, like you said there, it showed that, Hey, you can still entertain. You can still put butts in the seats with a hyper-violent movie that is well done and, you know, has a, doesn't have to be a strong story, but a story, but a, a, a vehicle that tells a story for a purpose or yep. for entertainment. Yeah. And, it's, and again, I, I said the story part because, again, this is a very simple story. You have the, you know, King Leonidas as the king of Sparta where he finds out that the Persians are marching towards, you know, the city states of Greece. And, and, and again, this is not a united Greece right now. Mm-mm. He understands that, look, someone has to st- at least get in their way while the other, other city states come together as a united front instead of all these squabbling, squabbling nation states as they were then. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very simple of, him taking his 300 and and again they do take some liberties in reality i think it was three it was 300 spartans but there were also a thousand or so other you know greek or i'm, I'm going to use greek even though the they're you know they're in in the, in the in the land of what became greece there were a thousand fifteen hundred the numbers vary as far as how many you know other non-spartans there were but you see that a little bit with some of the the guy. What, what does he call them? Rank amateurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the uh, with, but with they the, do their uh, part. The Arcadians, right? Yeah. Yeah. They see the, they see old friend. Role. Yeah. Yeah. So, I brought more soldiers. You, than you Arcadian. Did. What is your profession? I'm a basket weaver. You Arcadian. Yeah. What's your profession? A potter. I'm a so, potter. You Arcadian. What's your? Week. I wash people's feet. God damn it! <laughs> didn't you bring a single soldier with you? Yeah, um, <laughs> so. it was funny. The only guy that didn't use "sir" was the blacksmith. He was just right. like blacksmith. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's like <laughs> come on, he's a, he's a, he's a black. But like, but here's the thing: they showed Leonidas a tremendous amount of respect. Right? That was cool. Yes, and and yeah. he showed them respect in return because at no point did he say, "Oh, you're only a potter." Mm-hmm. No, he said, "I brought more. I brought more soldiers than you did." There was nothing yeah, wrong because with that. Like he still he 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 appreciated them being there, and you know he's like I'm probably going to use you as cannon fodder <laughs> or yeah, mortal the, fodder as the case may be. <laughs> yeah, because what the thing is that Sparta was their their army. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. You even look back in Rome, and Rome, you know, a lot of the guys were, you know. Uh, they did farming and yeah, the things Legion, like that on yeah. the side. Yeah, there were yeah. senators, and they were called whatnot. in. Yeah. Look at Gladiator, for example. What does Maximus want to do? He wants to go back home, you know, farm his villa. Well, his son it, wants to be horses, so he needs to get yeah, back and really he wants nip to be that one. In the bud. <laughs> he needs to nip that in the bud immediately. It's like, dude, you can't yeah. be a horse uh, <laughs> for for a whole stretch of anatomical reasons. <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, you're right. But like, you also have to remember too is like Rome. Uh, what was it? Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon did not the 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 Roman army was not allowed in the inside the gates of Rome. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, they, they, they couldn't necessarily have a full time, like, standing yeah. army. I mean, standing probably the army. only yeah. people who, who trained the way the Spartans did were gladiators. Yeah. And, and you see, like, you know, with, with the story of Spartacus, like, you're the legend, I guess, of Spartacus. I mean, it happened. It was the, the slave uprising was real. Um, and, and those were real characters in history. But, you know, the, the facts are what have been kind of lost to time. But, like, the gladiators who, who stood up, like, they were a real problem for the Roman army. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and the Roman army to, to you know, not, not be hyperbolic was, was legion. I mean, there yes. were there were tens of thousands of sh- soldiers, and you were talking, you know, a handful of gladiators and you know a couple thousand slaves. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, and you look at like history with the gates of Thermopylae. You you you're legitimately talking like approximately three hundred soldiers. There were probably a few more, you know, give or take. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like they held that gate for days against. Yes. Um, what was it like a hundred thousand is what yeah, Xerxes that, showed up with? Yes. So even if they did have an extra what five fifteen hundred or so, yeah, versus a hundred thousand. But what what they did is they used what he, as as what uh, Leonidas said. We will use you know the uh, you know the how, how Greece herself against them. Yeah. And what you do again. And that, I mean, that's just basic battle, that's battle tactics. If you have a superior force, the thing you don't want a superior force to do is to surround you. Right. So if you can make them funnel in a smaller area, their numbers count for nothing. Yeah. As they are so fond of saying in the movie. So, <laughs> so they're like, they fought in a small area where their numbers count for nothing. Like that was a line that was mentioned like 17 times in the movie. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that you play, have to have. This would be a good drinking game to watch yes. 300. Yes. Um, every time they, they do their hoorah version of, of the, the Spartan army is a good one. Um, I will say, though, th- this did bring about my favorite line that Michael Fassbender has ever mentioned is when he tells the, the slave master, then we'll fight in the shade when he talks about yeah. our air. He goes, our arrows, as his arms cut off and he's bleeding to death, yeah. our arrows will blot out the sun. And he just looks at him without missing a beat. Well, then we'll fight in the shade. And then Astinos later on starts laughing because he finally <laughs> got what he was talking about. Um, but the best, he's like, you fought well for a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, it, it's yeah. just there. there's so many great one-liners. And I think that the, the other cool thing is the camaraderie among the the, the characters that we get to see. Um, yeah. Because this movie spawned a sequel, um, which – so uh, 300 Rise of an Empire, which takes place at approximately the same time. Um, yeah. And the um, – you know, it, The Athenians. The Athenians. Thank you. Are are fighting, um, you know the 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 naval portion of this yeah. battle, and, and that, yeah, and that. The, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say at that time, yeah, Athens had a just a kick ass navy, and they had they had beaten the Spartans on more than one occasion because of that navy. Uh, because again, the Spartans were like you know the land troops, the mm-hmm. the the shock troops, and they were they were the uh, infantry. The, the, yeah, the infantry. And I guess the Athenians uh, infantry were. is probably not like. Even no, they're accurate. more like the special forces. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
So, and the Athenians, and Sullivan Stapleton was... He was really good. The star. Yeah, I really liked him in that. Uh, Eva Green was in that. I really liked Eva Roger. Green, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I like Eva <laughs> Green, though. Like, she's actually really good. Did you ever watch... I mean, uh, oh, what was the movie? Mrs. Peregrims. Was that her? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the children. The house for wayward orphans or whatever. Like, I think that was her. I liked her. Yeah. That, if you but. if you want to watch her like a performance from her, check out Penny Dreadful. It's it's, it's still on Netflix. It's three is seasons. It? it was on Showtime. Yeah. That's on my that's on my to watch list. Yeah. Like, she I've been is wanting to watch that for a long time. She is brilliant. That. I mean, you got Josh Hartnett in it. You have Timothy Dalton. Josh it, Hartnett. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a I love that show, uh, but it's it's you yeah. know it's a gothic type. Miss Peregrine's but, Home for Peculiar Children. Yes, that was a very good. Yeah, I, just, I, I watched that about a really year and a half one. ago. Um, she yeah. was also Vesper Lind in Casino Royale. Just putting that yes. one out there. Um, it's that was tailored. Tailored, yeah. And then <laughs> she is in this French film called The Dreamers. That is the most French film I've ever watched in my whole life. Um, is she kind of is shacking up with a brother and sister and it's just weirdness and like, I don't know. It's like, I really can't talk about it on a PG rated podcast. Um, so it, it's just one of those things, but no, she's great. Yeah. So she was Vanessa Ives. Is that what you said on Penny Dreadful? Yes. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, I like her. I, I kind of, I've, I've liked her since Casino Royale. That was the first thing I ever saw her in. Um, but, but yeah. So I mean, but like, so here's the difference. though. was like, so we're talking seven years later. This came out on March seventh, twenty fourteen. Uh, three hundred Rise of an Empire. It was a hundred million dollar budget, but it only made three hundred thirty seven million dollars. So I mean, mm-hmm. it barely made its money back, and. You know, but but at the same time, is it's not nearly as good of a movie because it's based on what was up till that point the unreleased Xerxes comic that Frank Miller had written. Yeah, so and that was not a good comic book. So. I, I, did, I never read the comic, and I appreciate Rise of an Empire for what it was. But one of the issues I had, and this is what, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, like as far as doing maybe a podcast and talking about a few sequels that had issues because they did X, Y, or Z. And this one, Mm -hmm. the issue was it tried to do more. Yeah. And it did. And when I say more again, remember Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder is a fan of the slow motion. Mm -hmm. 300 rise of an empire said, hold our beer. Rise of an empire had even more of the CG, but it wasn't done as well. It had more outlandish things that the characters did that didn't translate as well as it yeah. would say in a comic. So as as hyper-realistic as 300 was, there was a part of it that stayed sort of grounded. Mm-hmm. While in 300 Rising of Empire, you have a horse running between ships, going underwater, and then jumping up on another ship that's sinking. Yeah, it was just stuff like that. Too much. Do you remember the show yeah. Time Tracks um, with yes. Dale Midkiff? Like that's yep. what I thought of Three Hundred Rise of the Empire. Like that they had that like time stopping ability that that the people from the future had in uh, in Time Tracks. <laughs> Dude, that's a old, that's a oldie. That's a solid reference. That's my nerd cred yeah. right there. 
Like yeah, that, that's, that's off that the is, top of my head too. <laughs> that is that is that is something special right so, there. <laughs> yeah, it's special being the operative word. Um, you know, with the um, length challenged bus that would pick me up. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So no, but like kind of back to 300, right? I mean, this, this is, it's a movie that was, what was the runtime? I mean, the runtime's, it's just over two hours or just under two hours. It's 116 minutes. Um, and in that time, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of just like character development for, for these, these soldiers, let alone the, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you get a fully fleshed out story about Leonidas and you get a fully fleshed out villain with, with the God King Xerxes. Yeah, and it's just incredible when you see a movie that has more background, has more, and has less character development that's long. And again, we see this a lot with long. It's not just the movie is longer, but for example, a Black Widow movie where there was some great character development for one character, Mm. but other ones particularly Black Widow, who nothing really happened to or, with her. Or uh, Guardian. Throughout. Red Guardian. Or the, uh, or the yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. So, and, and again, Florence Pugh was the one. I, She's the only she good was thing. phenomenal. She's the only good thing. Yeah, she was... Only good thing. I, I couldn't talk about her more. I couldn't, you know, she's so good in that movie. They did such a great job with her. Mm-hmm. But, with like, to your point, there is so much that passes between characters with a glance mm. or, or here and there, like between, say, for instance, between Leonidas and his wife. Yeah. Lena Hetty. And, you know, just the, a couple of the conversations they have. And the funny thing is they talk, you know, when people are talking about how, you know, woman power and trying to get strong women. That's an example of a strong woman, not just for a movie, but the fact that Spartan women were mm-hmm. taught in all these things. Spartan women were allowed to speak up right. about oh, yeah. what is going on around them. Well, when he makes the joke, he's like, we should have sent our women. Like, he wasn't kidding. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a joke. Like, he was like, yeah, our women could take care of your, you know, immortals yeah. or your well, no they hadn't fought the immortals at that point but um but no like you're talking about the look right the fact that mm-hmm. you had to believe that these people had been training together for a lifetime you look at what vincent regan did as captain artemis and and the looks that they could share and then when artemis goes mad at the death of stelios or wait no uh astenos uh, uh, yeah right like blood the, drunk <laughs> yeah but the way he the the way he and, and Gerard Butler still have that like shorthand language and then the hurt and the the betrayal that Artemis feels the the you know yeah. Captain Artemis feels there, um and and you know like what does he do he he takes and he 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 channels it and and goes on a suicide mission and kills a whole bunch of people before he he dies and he scares the crap out of those people out of those out of the immortals. You know, they yeah, they, well, they legitimately feared him. Yeah, well, his, his they talk about his screams, mm-hmm. uh, like like putting a chill down yeah. the enemy's spines mm-hmm. or whatever. And again, this this is one of those things that when somebody sees this movie, it, and I've had discussions in the past, not about this movie, but about like when people talk about war movies and it's just like glorifying this. No, you're missing the point when now. 
there's again hyper realistic it's putting an emphasis on the violence but there's a story there like you said brian about the camaraderie about the fact that these guys will lay down their lives happily to protect their countrymen and their wives and all that and, and i mean they will, they will happily do it and in a and so here i don't i don't know if this is true or not but in a lot of ways like I feel like this is a this is a love letter to like just military people. Like like look, we understand your struggle. Like we get it. And and you know, we thank you. I, I could see why you would why you look at it that way so. too. But I, I do think there is a and again, I don't know if it's because I look at stuff. And yes, I can sometimes derive meaning where there's not, but it, it kind of speaks it's like even the first time I saw it it spoke to me in that regard about like how, like the love that these men, these soldiers have for their country, for Sparta or their city state where they will. And again, it, it's all, you know, it starts with Leonidas. Leonidas sees mm-hmm. if we don't do this, it's not just us. That's going to, that it's going to fall. It's all of, you know, the Greek nation states that right. are going to fall. Yeah. And knowing that, look, that we are going basically going, they knew they were going to their deaths. They knew it. And to have that type of courage and to face that type of those type of odds, it's just, you know, I could talk all day about that. And again, to your point, this translates to over thousands of years and many, many men and women who have done that, who have faced that type of threat whether it be from a soldier standpoint or out on the streets, whatever it is, that type of courage is, it's something that should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yes. Agreed. 100, 100%. Or 300%. Yes. Or 300% literal douche. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that, yeah, we we they don't they they they're not going to make movies like this anymore, you know. No, and and it's not to say this is a great film. I mean, it's uh, I if I had to venture to guess, I would think it was not certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, even though that's not necessarily like really the the Gold basis standard. for it. But I mean, it's it's what we have. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. an aggregate, right? It's an aggregate of of of. Uh, of reviews and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that this, and this was before they had the, the fans being able to get in there, but this movie was not without criticism. Like Iranians criticized this movie. Iranian Americans, Persian Americans, uh, you know, felt like it was like anti Iranian had an, uh, Iranophobic bent to it. Like, you know, I mean, we can't not talk about that. I, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> They, that was they, 2007. Yeah, but they also made the Persians, you know, I mean, they made the Persians, like, pretty horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and but, I don't and this know is, how horrible they were or not. And, this like, is, and, yeah. and I will say this, though. This is where most people miss out on what they see in this movie. This movie is being told from the standpoint of Delios, who was picked by, King, by Leonidas to go and tell the people what you saw here. Mm-hmm. 
he everything he's doing is it's an overemphasis of stuff. They didn't have the demonic creatures or anything looking creatures like that. Right. That is a, a master storyteller pumping up the volume to get his men ready for war. Yep. That's what that is. And I, I, I've heard people say that again. And it's look, it's pretty obvious this because it starts off with him talking and how it began. And my king was the one that right. poked the bear, basically. Yeah. I mean, like. You you do like anyone who's coached or played a sport, you do this, right? Like I mm-hmm. I coached when 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 Haley was in fifth grade, I, I coached her team and we were playing a team that played really rough, right? And I was like, look, and they were a better team, but they played they played dirty. And I said, look, here's what we're gonna do. We're we we might win this game, we might not. We're short we're short handed. We don't have two of our best players, so we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play the Chicago way. And they're like, <laughs> what's the Chicago way? I'm like, well, you know. They knock one of your one of you girls down. You knock one of theirs girls down, and maybe you know, you just knock her down harder. And you know, I and I was like, every time they go up for a shot, I want you boxing them out before they come back down. Every single time. That's not playing dirty. That's within the rules. It's not a foul. As soon as that mm-hmm. ball leaves their hand, you box them out. And uh, and they 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 did it. And uh, there was a point where one of the girls on the other team was was running down, and and we were doing an inbound pass, and one of the girls on our team just like. Threw it, threw it in, and, and hit her in the head. Did not mean to do this. It was a total accident. But hit her in the head and knocked her headband off of her. That's how hard she she threw it. And like <laughs> at the end of the game, their coach came up and he was like, "You you ladies played a hard hard game, and we 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 respect that." And like you know, it's like you know, that's a moral victory. It's not, but it's like, look, you have to like be able to like like and again, like with the Persians being the bully aggressors in this situation, like sometimes you have to poke that bear. To say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this 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 is this isn't the way. This isn't how it's done, and we're gonna stand up to you. And we might not win, and we might we know it might be a hopeless cause, but we're gonna fight. We're gonna do it together, and we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna hurt you in the long run, even though we don't mm-hmm. win. We're it's yeah. gonna be it's it's gonna be the first of that death by a thousand cuts that breaks down yeah. your empire. Um, real quick. 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, A- minus on Metacritic. So I was wrong. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember just the people I was around. And again, a lot of people when, you know, well, we were both there at Fidelity. So a lot of the, a lot, a lot of my teammates were like, were looking forward to this movie. And, I mean, I remember talking to you about this as it was, it was coming yeah. out. Like, you know, I, I don't remember if this is, I think we saw this together. Yeah, I, I I was trying to figure out if we did or not. I don't know. We've seen so many movies together. It's kind yeah. of hard to keep track. So, but yeah, this is a movie that it's, and again, it's one of those movies for me that I could, as again, I start when we first started talking about this, I can watch this movie anytime. Like I, it's one of those that uh, 100% or 300% it's, as the case may be. There we go. Um, there we go. So, all right. So let, let's get to the rating, our ratings of this. So out of, uh, 10, because it's a movie, 10 beheaded firstborn sons joining you at war. (laughs) (laughs) What? I have other sons, (laughs) as he said. Right. But but out of 10 firstborns who have never felt a touch of a woman, (laughs) what what do you what do you rate this? I give this a solid eight five. Um, Again. I could give it a 10 just for entertainment value. Give it a 10. Just... A 10. A 10. Quote Billy Bob. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, my, I, yeah. <laughs> with my love for it, but you know, like putting everything into account, it's a for me. It's a it's a definite eight. So it's definitely eight point five. The uh, the degree of difficulty for this was an eight. This was a high degree of difficult movie, mm-hmm. um, because it it could have so easily been cheesy. Yes, and it so easily could have gone wrong, and it so easily could have been gratuitous, and you know, just just little. Um, so that's why it's an eight, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I give, I'm with you. I give this a solid eight and a half. It, it outkicked its coverage. Um, yeah. It, it, it was better than it should have been. Um, or let me rephrase that. It was better than it deserved to be. It introduced mm-hmm. us to some great characters, some really great uh, actors who, um, who did this. Its opening weekend at the time was the 24th highest box office in history coming in just behind uh the lost world jurassic park and transformers oh wow so it was at the time also the third uh highest rated r opening ever behind the matrix reloaded reloaded and uh passion of the christ yeah and also for me it was it introduced me to tyler bates he did the soundtrack for this yep and how he how he blended rock and like just like some type you know some hard percussions and and yeah. guitar riffs with more of the classical you know sword and sandal OST. Um, you know he did he did he was in the, he did the John yep. Wick movies yep. after that. He did Watchmen. Well, he, he's him and Zack Snyder are boys because he yeah. did Dawn of the Dead oh, yeah. and a couple of the, he did Slither Sucker Punch. Did he do um, John Wick two? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, John Wick 2, yes. Okay. The John Wick 2 score is one of my favorite things to listen to. And the the one song from when he's in the club after he kills uh, Gianna. I don't remember her name. Oh, I know. Um, you're, yeah. And he comes out and he's talking to Common. And he's like, are you working tonight, John? He's like, I was out, but yeah. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that song is as he's making his way through the catacombs of of Rome uh, is is the coolest freaking song. Um, yeah, and okay, I know exactly what put, you're talking putting, about. Putting that out there. Um, all right, let's not belabor the point. Um, <laughs> thank you. If you haven't seen yeah. Three Hundred, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, if you haven't go, seen Three Hundred, like were you either you were you were born after two thousand seven, um, and you're not allowed to watch it yet, so. Why are you even listening to this podcast? Um, <laughs> and uh, or you are uh, maybe in a coma, have been in prison, and they didn't show it at movie night, um, or you're Amish. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, yeah, no, just just to reiterate though, uh, one, thank you, Fretboard, for having us uh, last week. That was amazing. We can't wait to come back. Uh, thank you, everybody who came out. We expect all of you and more to come back when we're back. Um, anybody outside of Cincinnati, Daryl has an extra bedroom. You can stay with him um, if you want to come to that, <laughs> that live show. You're okay with that, right? Cooper wouldn't mind. Uh yeah, we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 DJASP BNB is uh, maybe not as open as I thought it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah. So <clears throat> thank you, 
thank you for six years. Thank you for for sticking with us for three hundred episodes. Um, thank you, Daryl, for for stepping up and making this past year the best year of the podcast, content wise, um, for sure. I've had I've had a great time doing this, and looking forward to whatever the whatever the years have for us have in store for us. Yes, and I can't wait to fire you. Are you going to do a Vince McMahon? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do a... How dare you! With uh, with our girl Greta there. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait to do more. And the other thing that we've been doing, and Daryl has been really shouldering the load on this one is um, we're, we're trying to be more active on YouTube. Uh, we're still not showing our mugs, but we are doing um, just kind of, uh, he's like, you know, eight to 20 minute news segments in the middle of the week for things. Uh, when I get back vac- from vacation, I am, uh, I'm going to join in on the fun for sure. So. Yep. We have, we have some, we'll have a lot of stuff to chat about. There's so much stuff to chat about. And, uh, so next week we will, uh, we'll be back. We'll, we'll probably talk about, um, T-Man and the mistresses of the universe. Um, ad nauseum. <laughs> so be prepared. So, uh, or Gila, sorry, not T-Man, Gila <laughs> and, the and the mistresses of the universe. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. And uh, thank you for six years. Appreciate it. Catch you later. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.